Welcome back to another episode on I Got Next Podcast. Uh, we're back with Getz and Austin. We don't have Will for this podcast. Uh, you guys ready? Yep. Mm-hmm. So, let's start off with some more drama. We was talking about Aaron Rodgers last time, but there's still more drama coming up. Aaron Rodgers now wants the GM fire, and he said he, won't not, he will not sit up for this 20, 2021 season. And people are thinking that he might just pull a Brett Favre, retire, and host Jeopardy for a season. And there's a lot of teams that Aaron Rodgers said he's interested in. The four teams that he said he's interested in is the uh, – I'm pretty sure Broncos, Raiders, Giants oh – I know, Saints, and Dolphins. So, guess your thoughts about this? Honestly, I think last time I was talking about how the Packers disrespected him. But, you know, after having some more time and thinking about it, I think he's being a little bit of a baby at this point, man. Like, you're not going to return unless somebody's fired. I just think that's, a like, a weak move. And and what's he getting mad at the GM for? He has more help. He has all-stars on his team, pro bowlers. Yeah, I saw it was, like, six pro bowlers on his team. Right, and he's complaining. Or that might – yeah. And he's complaining. He has Devontae Adams as number one. He has good secondary wide receivers like um, Lazard and stuff like that. So, I think he's just being a baby at this point. Yeah, I agree because like, like for I saw this on Instagram, saying like, oh, the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo, they laid trade up to the third pick and drafted a quarterback, while like the Packers just drafted a quarterback in the late first round. Traded up to get him as well, but still, Jimmy G was it was cool about it. if you heard his answer in an interview that he said he said Tom Brady did the same thing for me where I studied under him and I'm going to try to do the same thing for Trey. Yeah. But I feel but like Aaron Rodgers seems to be scared of the competition apparently. Because he's probably thinking about, oh man, I did the same thing with Brett Favre. Now look, a kid who got drafted in the same spot that I got drafted when, when, when in 2004, I mean, 2004, 2005. So, but you know, thing is like, I don't really want to trade for, like – I don't want the Broncos to really trade, like – because, like, the Packers are saying, like, oh, we need three first-round picks, all your all your younger players, too. I'm like, for a dude who's going to last for, like, two years in the league. Like, Manny. he's 37 years old. Many. Mm-hmm. Wait, was Broncos on his list? Mm-hmm. If you're the Broncos, you have to make this move. You only get a certain time to compete for a, for a championship. And who cares if he's gone in two years? If you get a championship out of it, that's forever. I think if you're the Broncos, you have to go all in. You're not winning a Super Bowl. I just see some dumb trades like from, see dumb trades from Bleach Report saying, oh, trading away Bradley Chubb, uh, Shelby Harris, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, and two first-round picks. I'm like – I would do that. Most of those guys could be replaceable. Right, and NFL – and uh, Aaron Rodgers is the MVP of the league. You don't know, he's 37 years old. You don't know, this might be the year. So The most important position in football. It's not like any other sport where, you know, positions are somewhat equal. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers automatically makes any team a contender. Right. So, if I was the, if I was the Broncos, I'd go all in for this move. You're not winning anything with Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater. Hate to break it to you. Yeah. But I, I got up all the trade scenarios, the best trade scenarios that I, I saw. Oh, yeah, you also had the Browns on that list, too. I forgot about to say, about to say that. Browns have a sick roster, so. Mm-hmm. So, first one is the Broncos. The Bron- Packers get Patrick Sertain, Tim Patrick, Drew Locke, and two first-round picks and a second-round pick for Aaron Rodgers and Eric Stokes. That's the one from ESPN. Next one is the Washington football team. Now, this one's a lot. They get two first-round pick, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Matt Adonis, and two second-round picks for Aaron Rodgers. And then the third one is Miami Dolphins. It's a three-team trade. So, Dolphins get Aaron Rodgers in a fourth-round pick. Steelers get Tua, and Packers get a first-round pick from San Francisco, a first-round pick from Miami slash San Francisco, a fifth-rounder, and another first-round pick from Pittsburgh. And this one's the this one's Giants. Darius Slayton, Packers get Darius Slayton a first round pick, another first round pick, and another first round pick. And Giants get Aaron Rodgers. 
and then the Browns Browns get Aaron Rodgers and Josh Jackson, while the Packers get Baker Mayfield, David Juku, first round pick, and a first round pick. Yeah, it's hard. It, it's hard to keep. I mean, obviously those trades are they're all giving up a lot. It's hard to keep up with all five of them or see which trade is more valuable to the Packers or whatever. But what I would say for all of those teams is they're a quarterback away from being Super Bowl contenders. So you got to go all in for Aaron Rodgers. Players like this do not come on the market that often. Yeah, speaking about players who on that elite level, Texans drafting Kelvin uh, Mond. Are they looking to ref- are you looking to build your future without Deshaun Watson? Because it seems like Deshaun Watson won't be able to play. He might be put on the commissioner exemplus. So what do you think Texas are thinking of right now, Gets? Well, yeah, they have to they have to think about who's gonna play besides him. Not only because he refuses to play for them, but he's gonna be suspended or the, the exemplist. So uh, I don't know which quarterbacks they already had in their camp, but uh Callan Mond was like one of the guys outside of the, the top five first-round quarterbacks that everyone knew about, Kellen Mond was one of those guys that they were talking about had some value in late rounds. A lot, him, along with, like, Kyle Trask, who is terrible, and um, Sam Ellinger. So. Wait, did, I, did, did a treat happen? Because I thought Kellen Mond got directed to the Vikings. Uh, I probably got the one quarterback, but let me check. Through the Texans draft. Uh, Trask went to the Buccaneers. Oh, Davis Mills. No, never mind. Oh, yeah, okay. Davis Mills, quarterback out of Stanford. Yeah. He was also a good one, but I think the reason that he wasn't drafted higher was because he had nagging injuries throughout his career at Stanford, which caused him to miss a lot of time and have few starts. But – uh. Out of high school, I, I think he was like up there with one that as one of the top prospects. Yeah. Now his college career didn't go exactly as planned, but that's where you can maybe find some value there. Did any did do you guys know who who the Texans drafted with like their first round pick? You don't have a first round pick. Yeah, they yeah. Oh they don't. yeah. Texan moment. <laughs> they could have drafted uh, Trey Lance if they never traded away the pick, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, but next up. So, if Broncos don't – people are – like, the Broncos don't get Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson and they stay – Content for some reason. The quarterbacks are Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. And head coach came out saying, oh, we're going to have a quarterback competition. There's a 50-50 chance that both of them, that either of them are going to be starting. So, Austin, who's going to win that QB battle right there, Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke? Um, give me Teddy. I, I don't like that Teddy will win the quarterback matchup because it holds back the some sort of potential that Drew Locke has. But I think he'll show up in practices to be able to per, to be able to be the first string starter for the Broncos. Yeah, if you had to make me pick between those two guys, which is not a good spot for any franchise to be in, but I'd take Teddy because he's had a lot of different experiences in a lot of different organizations, started for a few teams, and been in quarterback battles before. So, Yeah. The Broncos GM used to be a former Vikings uh, GM, drafted Teddy Bridgewater. So I feel like he knows how Teddy Bridgewater is going to play, no type of system you can put him in. But I feel like it's going to be Drew Locke because Drew Locke's been training underneath Peyton Manning himself, you know. Uh, he's gonna come back motivated. All these trade rumors. See, they got Tay Bridgewater in. Like, he's gonna be more motivated than ever. So, I think Julak's gonna come out to start over here. So, don't stop sleeping. MVP season. (laughs) It's been with the Broncos. To me, this this Peyton Manning training him is story. It's so overrated. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but I don't think he's gonna make. 
a diamond out of whatever Drew Locke is. Yeah, but speaking about the Broncos, Jerron James got injured off the campus in his own personal uh, training facility where he was training at. And he tore his Achilles, so season an injury. And according to the NFL, if you got injured off site of an NFL training facility, you uh, the team don't have to pay for his contract. And so he's supposed to get paid, I'm pretty sure, like 10 to 20 million this year. And that's took off the contract. And some players are mad about it, but like to me, I see the only players that are talking about it are Chiefs players. So like, and I'm not really mad about it because like he had he only played like 20 snaps from the past three seasons. Yeah, but this is so brutal. Was he doing a something football related at his own facility? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just some rule, but it's just so harsh to me. Yeah, it's a harsh rule, but when you look at that contract, that's just more reasons to actually read the contract before you sign it. Because you can point out things like that and be like, I don't want that in my contract. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's a shame it happened. It shouldn't have happened, but. The thing is, like, we're already talking about releasing him already because he have not played that much for us for, like, the past three seasons. And, like, I, now me seeing this, I'm like, oh, we can actually go out and get a better tackle, like, from – you know, one of the Chiefs tackles because, like, there's really no one else left on the market now. So, I'm surprised no one even signed those two yet. But I'm pretty sure people are worried about their injury problems. But Or their Super Bowl performance. Not Eric Fisher. He didn't play. But the other one. Mitchell Schwartz. Yeah, he played, didn't he? No, he was out. Oh, both of them was injured. Oh, they were both out. Yeah. No, I thought, they, I thought someone had COVID on the team, too. Was it, mm-hmm. like, one of the tackles who had COVID and one got injured? Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, it's it's a harsh rule, but, like, I understand why because, like, do only play 20 snaps for the past three seasons, so. Well, I understand why the team's doing it, too, because I'm not going to pay him if I don't have to pay him. I just think it's yeah. hard. Especially, you know, if he – is doing something, like, stupid, like, let's say he's snowboarding or something and he breaks a leg or something, like, that's non-football related. But if he's working off in the off season, if he's working out in the off season to try to get better at his sport for his job, that's harsh. Yeah. So, DK Metcalf, he's trying to compete for the Olympics, trying to be in the Olympics. He's doing a race of – so he can compete for the U.S. trials, and if he wins that race or gets do good in that race, he gets to compete in the U.S. trials to go to the Olympics. So, Austin, you're the biggest Seahawks fan I know. Okay, I'm not a hater. I like DK, but he's gonna get dusted. Ever he ran like what 22 miles per hour in that chase down to Buda Baker? Those U.S. sprinters run like 28 miles per hour. He's going to get dusted. He has no chance. People don't realize how fast these U.S. Olympic sprinters are. People don't appreciate that. Yeah. It's probably just a publicity stunt, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're probably going to let him qualify because, you know, it'll bring in more viewers. But they, won't, they wouldn't let him make the Olympic team, that's for sure. <laughs> they'll have to run the best time. Oh, you know, it's like, do I really want my star running? I'm not running back. Star oh, no, I'm Pete Carroll. I'm saying no. no. You can't do this. If you do, you're going to get. You're on. We're not going to pay you this year. So, like, how often does someone pull up with like a hamstring injury there? Yeah. And this is like a non-football related thing. So, like. Mm-hmm. If I if I was a Seahawks organization, I'd be like, yo, DK, you need to chill out because, like, we're not going to have you compete in the Olympics that's in August and the season starts in September. So, yeah, we're going to be 100% when the season starts again. Starts, so. And this is kind of a Pete Carroll thing. He's kind of always been, like, loose with allowing his players to do stuff, and it, it can come back to bite him. Yeah. He's always been, like, a player's coach. Sometimes you're too nice to the players. Uh, I'm pretty sure his first name is Frank Ragnoff, highest pay center. So, yes, you think he deserves the contract? Uh, I hadn't seen this yet. Um, let me let me look this up real quick. Yeah, Frank Ragnoff is like the highest paid 
center on the Lions. I think yeah. it deserves. Yeah, he definitely deserves it, especially being playing in Detroit too. He deserves all the money he can get. So, and he's not really talked about that much, but like he is, a, he's a all. I'm not sure he's an all pro center, but he's he's all pro center to me. So. Yeah, I think at he's at that level. Whether or not he was selected this year, he's at that level for sure. I think he's top two, but um, yeah, especially when you're in Detroit, you got to keep your players around because it's not a it's not a high demand place, and you got to protect your quarterback somehow to try and set him up for success. And I guess they're building the offensive line a little bit. Oh yeah, they got, they're getting a strong today's rule. The only problem with that is who's Carson. I'm not Carson. I'm not that's later. No uh, water. Uh, Jared Goff's going to throw too, so. Yeah, no weapons, yeah. Uh, so, I saw I saw a video on TikTok the other day, you know, talking about Cliff Kingsbury. And Cliff Kingsbury, people say that Cliff Kingsbury is an overrated coach if you think about it. So, when he was in Texas Tech, uh, Texas Tech didn't want to renew his contract for having another losing season. Uh, he Failed to get Cal he failed to get Cal Murray to Texas Tech, and and then when he's trying and when Cal Murray went to transfer again when tra went to transfer failed to get him from transfer portal too, and now having two losing seasons having a chance blowing like a nine to three lead like ha like start the season with a nine to three like second the uh, NFC West and then end up going eight and eight so. People are saying, I'm not 9-3. Oh, my gosh, sorry. 7-3, ended up going 8-8. Eight and eight, So, and seeing how, oh, Kyle Murray gets injured. So, you take him out. Then when the game's already over, you put him back in for no reason. People are saying that he's not the the young, great head coach who's going to be the future of the league. So, Austin, what are your thoughts about Cliff Kingsbury? Um, this year, I think he's going to be on the hot seat. This is the, the deciding year. They have a much stronger team. There's no excuse not to make the playoffs here. Except for maybe they're in one of the hardest divisions in the NFL. But they have a – they have – they're probably they – the or they're probably the second best team in the NFC West. Yeah, and last year they lost a lot of unnecessary games. Week three to the Lions, week four to the Panthers – um, and, and those games ended up being crucial in the end when they were 8-8 eight and eight just on the outside. Yeah, and they were making games look close, especially with the Eagles. Like, you yeah, for, for no reason. But that last game, the Week 17 one, am I mistaken here, or did they not have golf? He did not have golf. And they lost that one. That was, and they had, it was like win and you're in, something like that. And yeah. they didn't have golf, and they lost the game. That one was just – Strange, and he didn't have Kyler Murray in for most of the game, like you said. Just strange. Yeah, and also there's another thing, like so, like Bill Bryan, the you know the legendary head coach of the Texans, came up with better better routes for DeAndre Hopkins to run. But you see the routes that DeAndre Hopkins is running for the Cardinals right now doesn't really look that good. You only see like streak routes and a couple slants. But like when he when Bill Bryan was coaching DeAndre Hopkins, he had him doing like cut routes, like all these crazy-looking routes that actually work, but most of the routes for D-Hop is in this simple street routes and stuff like that. Well, so. like, just short, just short five-yard completions. It's just <laughs> I don't understand it. And I've heard a lot of Arizona Cardinals fans be like that. That could be a quarterback play, too, because Deshaun Watson is miles better than Kyler Murray. You can draw out more, you can draw more unique plays. Yeah, but Kyler Murray's still got an arm. You can still send yeah. – Something called a Hail Murray for a rehop on a on a on a post or whatever. But when you looked at the route tree, they were all like within 15 yards. It was crazy. Yeah, but he's definitely on the hot seat. Like another, I can say another head coach, a couple head coaches are on the hot seat, like Matt Nagy for the Bears, that's for sure. Uh, Vic Van Gier for the Broncos, and who else? I'm thinking about another one. Uh, is Vic Fangio on the hot seat? I consider him being on the hot seat. That okay, I said the NFC West was the hardest division in football. That is probably the hardest division in football. AFC North. 
Yeah, yeah, that as well. But, yeah, the Steelers won't be back as much. And I, I see the Browns winning that one, obviously. they I Honestly, uh, they have the, the best roster out of all of them. It would just be whether Baker Mayfield can step up. I heard a lot of things about the Bengals saying they not you don't like Zach Taylor too. So, oh, that's difficult to say when he's had one season where Bro went down and got hurt and doesn't have a good roster. But yeah. well, I'm personally hyped to see from Jaguars game with Urban Meyer. And- I'm that is the exact opposite of being on the hot seat. Anything more than winning one game is an improvement. That's just the perfect situation to come in as a first-year head coach. While you're – while it's better than being a head coach for the Jets, where, like, Rob saw, like, you're automatically on the hot seat because you're playing New York. So, like, do one mistake. But you really can't get any worse either. Yeah, true. You, you just came off Adam Gase. Mm-hmm. Even with an underwhelming first season, you can win four games, and that'll be called an improvement. Yeah. But let's transition to some to some NBA. The Indiana Pacer has some drama. So news came out saying that TJ McCollum, I'm not TJ McCollum, TJ Warren does not does not like uh head coach. I can't pronounce his name, but doesn't like the new head coach for doesn't like the head coach and then he saw how uh Pacers assistant coach guy uh guy Suspended for one game for getting a fight with a, with another player on the Pacers. So, and even though it's his first season, you think that Pacers head coach Jerry on the hot seat because from last year Nate McGill, Nate Nate McMillan, uh, Nate McMillan, 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 yeah, sorry, Nate McMillan, uh, brought that team to a four or five seed, and now he's on the Hawks, who had a terrible start, and now they're at the four and five seed right now. So. Do you think the Pacers head coach is on the hockey right now? Yeah, definitely. I think he is because they have they have a very good built team. You have Malcolm Brogdon. To be fair, he is he's usually out for one fourth of the year. TJ Warren, he's been out more than. I I also saw a report. I think it was yesterday. TJ Warren elected to have a season-ending surgery, so we didn't have to play for that new head coach this year. I saw that too, and then he has Miles Turner. And then Nwanta Saponis, who could be all NBA with his statistics, and somehow you're on the brink of the play-in. Somehow. In the East. Yeah, their roster's just too good for that. Yeah, and they 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 have a top ten bench too. But I don't know what's happening with that team. It's it's definitely the head coach is definitely the independent variable there. They're <laughs> At least one of them. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, like, ever since uh, ever since uh, Larry Bird stopped being, stopped being the GM for the Pacers, the thing going downhill so, for me. So, in my eyes, them losing Paul George and then now then losing Victor Oladipo and now – But they like, still have a good roster. Yeah. I don't think it's connected to him leaving as general manager. Like Larry Bird was GM of the year for a reason, so. But, and they're looking, they're looking like they have to play in the play-in tournament too, which is not a good look. And speaking of the play-in tournament, gets LeBron James. Woo! Play-in tournament gets. How you feel about LeBron James might be playing the play-in tournament? Yeah, I've been saying this like. Firstly, I hate the play-in tournament because the 10th seed in any conference does not deserve a chance to play for the championship. Uh, Also, I dislike – well, I just – there is not a – the Lakers will not win the championship if they play in the play-in tournament. It's impossible. You're not going to play three extra games or whatever it is, then go up against a one or two seed and just be successful like that. It's just going to be too tiring. Uh, their run to the championship. So I don't see them winning the championship if they're in the play-in tournament. It it kind of bothers me that LeBron, what he said about the play-in tournament, like whoever, whoever had the idea should get fired, when he didn't say anything about it last year when they were the number one seed, right? It's just that kind of bothers me that since it affects him now, 
that it's an issue. No, but I think last year he understood it because we were missing games. Teams that were 9-10 and 10 could have said, hey, we legitimately had a chance to make it. But since we're missing games, we couldn't make it. Yeah, because that, that year was like Grizzlies, Blazers, and Pelicans are all neck to neck close by. They're close by making the playoffs, too. And also- so I understand an argument for the play-in tournament last year because we were missing games. But this year, I don't know, it's just gimmicky. I mean, this year, there's also a reduced amount of games, too. Like, the same as last year, 10 to 15 games are missed. And if you look at the West standings record, it's all like, like, it's all like last year still. The, the difference between the 10 and the 18 is like 1.5 to 2 games. And I, I feel like it's a good idea because the odds of the 10 seed actually wins are low. Like, I, agree. I feel like it's a good idea because I've been, I've been saying this for a while. Like, oh, they should have a playing tournament. Because, like, you see in the past how the ninth and 10th seed are always too close to the 8th seed. So, like, and you see – and those, most of those ninth and 10th seeds are – but, but you played 82 games. You couldn't do yourself in 82 games. Huh? Well, especially this year you need it because of the COVID, okay. like, close contacts. Like, teams have just, like, pretty much automatically lost, like, three or four games because of close contacts. Look at the Sixers. They had, like, seven people on the team, a bunch of G League players. And that's happening to every team. And it's not anyone's fault. It's just, like, it's unfortunate. And I feel like it's the most fair to have that tournament to give them, well, like, one final chance. Okay, but this better not become a permanent thing. Yeah. I understand it. We're missing 10 games. Yeah, things things happen in the pandemic season. That wouldn't regularly happen. But overall, it's just not a good idea. Because the 10 and the 9 seed are never going to win. So why are we letting them compete? just for extra revenue, for extra playoff games on TV? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, but if people don't know, if people at home don't know about this, the playing tournament is basically going to go like this. So playing tournament includes the 7th seed, 8th seed, 9th seed, and 10th seed. The 7th and 8th seed plays each other first. Whoever wins that game, becomes the 7th seed. And 9th and 10th seed play each other. Whoever wins that plays the loser of the 7th versus 8th seed. So the AC plays is nine seed. Whoever wins the A versus nine seed becomes the eight seed, and that's how it that how that how it goes. And I'm not sure how they're gonna work in the lottery. So, you know, we're right now funds are gonna get two first two top five picks anyway. So, you know, if the Thunder are like lucky, they have to be like the number two, right, to keep their pick. No, no, we don't. No other team owns our pick. I'm pretty sure. Well, I know it's protected. The Rock. There's some weird situation where some team that's like one of the worst has to fall out of the top five for you to get it, right? Or something like that. Yeah. So, like, I think the Rockets have to fall out of the top five so we can get their pick. And you know. Hey, it happens before. They're the worst team in the league. There's no way they're falling they, out of the top five. Okay, they rigged it for Chicago for uh, they rigged it for Chicago for Derrick Rose. They rigged it for Cleveland for LeBron James. They rigged it for Zion Williamson, too. Well, why would they rig it for OKC? Small market. Nobody wants to see that. True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if it is rigged. Why would they rig it for Cleveland New- in New Orleans, too? So, well, well because I why New Orleans. Okay, I'll tell you why. Well, first of all, because Cleveland, the plan was always for LeBron James to come back. And because New Orleans, that allowed Anthony Davis to be set free to go to the Lakers and make a dynasty there. They were thinking they were they're playing 8D chess, Manny. They are so many levels ahead. See, simpletons like me would have thought, okay, just put Zion to New York, right? Because that is the biggest market. So you're so you're saying that like oh the temp, you can see, so you're saying that the Warriors have the most pick. They can get two top two two top five picks. If they don't make it the play, if they lose in the playing tournament, what I think that they would favor the Warriors. Yeah, I'd have to I'd have to see how it plays out, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to a LeBron versus Curry play-in tournament play-in game. Even though Curry's going to get destroyed because his team is full of uh, LA fitness people. You're, you're sleeping with my boy Juwan Aldridge, like whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, but okay. So speaking about playoffs, 
Some coaches are already on the hot seat if they don't make it far. Like, for example, Mike Wollenholzer of the Milwaukee Bucks. People are saying that he's on the hot seat. In the last blockers, he was talking about Terry Stotts being on the hot seat too. But what coaches in the league feel like he's going to be on the hot seat now? Um, I think the um, – give me a second. Maybe even I would see as uh, the Pelican, Stan Van Gundy. Is that what it is? Or is yeah. it the other one? I think he's on the hot seat. He's not a very good coach. He hasn't been utilizing his young talent very well. Lonzo Ball just putting him in the corner. Too. He 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 should um, him and Luke Walton. Yeah. Oh, Luke Walton. We've been saying it. this for the past year and a half. I mean, <laughs> that's back now. Bro, I have a hate burner for that kid so much. Luke Walton. Oh my gosh. How he's terrible uh, with uh, rotations, how he benched Buddy Heel for no reason, and Buddy Heel show dropping 25 points a game off the bench when, for, like, and then how he lost Bojan Badonvich to free and see, and then uh, he, how he refused to give, uh, who was, who's the kid they drafted? I forgot the kid they drafted this year, but they refused to give him more minutes, and how they haven't, how he haven't. Utilize Marvin Bagley the third that much with pick and rolls. It's that instead of them doing pick and rolls with uh, with Marvin Bagley, they have him doing like uh, having him doing uh, catch and shoot from the corner. So, sorry. Yeah. Another one that is also on the hot seat. Who signed with the Bulls in the offseason as the coach? The old Thunder one. Uh, Billy Donovan. They're missing the play-in tournament, and their team look as the looks of it. They should be in the play-in tournament. Yeah, especially adding adding Nikola Vucevic, which doesn't really seem like it's not look doesn't really seem the trade's not working out right now. So yeah, they've lost like I saw they lost like a bunch of games out of the last like ten. And then uh, you can I feel I feel like there's one more team I'm thinking of. Well, this is a popular one, but I don't think it's correct at all. Brad Stevens? Heck no, no. Right, one off season and people want to want to dump him already. I I'm not saying that that was for me, but and Manny said Mike Budenholzer, the yeah. the kid for the Bucks. Yeah, they're the two seed right now. Hey, that's what we they're that's what we kind of told me. So, I mean, in the beginning, it's better with Mike Budenholzer put uh, the Bucks in a better position than like who was their former head coach, Jason Kidd. Like when Jason Kidd was head coach, only went to the sixth seed, and that's who Mike Budenholzer. Came in. Well, it's not necessarily the same team, but mm. sure. I feel like the Bucks are just missing that one piece to bring him to championship contention. To win in the playoffs, yeah. yeah. Take a little bit off the like, I know Chris Milton. He's a good sidekick, but he doesn't seem like a sidekick to me. He seems like a third option, not instead of a, a second option. Yeah. They need someone. I, I want to say like, oh, uh, to they need. They need to know, like, uh, what can I say? Uh, sc- like a score, a score maker, like a score, no, sc- second scoring option, a playmaker. Or yeah, someone who can make their own shots. Yes, thank you. Sorry. Yeah. Another shot creator. Thank you. And that's like always, and that's always a problem with teams because they need, te- oh my God, someone's, someone's pushing on the window. So, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but. They need another uh, shot creator on the Bucks, so that's the only problem with the Bucks right now. But I don't really see anybody else being on the hot seat besides Luke Walton. Yeah. But Kevin Love, you know, you saw that clip the other day with him. It seemed like he's really upset with the cast. Like, he seemed like this dude was supposed to get traded for, like, the past five years. But I heard that he was actually upset with the refing in the game. Oh. And that kind of set him off. I'm not sure, though. Just yeah, uh, but, but that was so weird. He just passed the ball to the other team, and they put up a three. It was just you don't do that, man. I don't care how upset you are about anything. You just don't do that. Then later, like later in that week, he came out saying like, "Oh, I would love to play for the Trailblazers because that's what we live in too." So, and his I dad mean, used to play for the Trailblazers too. Wow, I had no idea his dad played NBA. Mm-hmm. I, I'd certainly hate it if I was loving Cleveland, but what are you going to do? You have this $35 million contract per year for a dude 
who doesn't seem like he's enjoying basketball. I mean, it's kind of sad, but it is what it is. He he only plays like a fourth of the year. He's still a talented player. There's no doubt about that. It's just he can't ever find his way on the court. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then right now, currently, currently, right now, recording on this podcast, right now, Russ Westbrook's one triple-double away from tying the record. Who cares? I mean, Russell Westbrook's my favorite player. Everybody knows that right now. He has 15 points. Shooting 6 for 11. Not like he's shooting bad. 6 for 11. Only missed five shots. So, before all, <clears throat> Austin, the Russell Westbrook hater, comes out. Okay. I I, I am a Russell Westbrook hater. But, but I can appreciate his good performances. I'll give him his – I'll give him his props. He's he. Uh, I'll swallow my pride. He's a good point guard. <laughs> right now, Russell Westbrook with 15 points, eight rebounds, eight assists, two rebounds, and two assists away from tying the record. So, like, hopefully, for like that for a stat that wasn't even recorded when Ask Oscar Robertson was doing it. He was just doing it because that was the best thing for his team. He didn't even know what he was doing. Stop taking away Russell Westbrook's greatness, right? I'm taking a little bit away from it. Yeah, but I'm really excited about this, you know. Uh, you know, Russell Westbrook fan, you know. Uh, it's uh, such a big thing now. Somebody's going to come along and smash his record. It'd be like Doncic or something. It's going to be Luka Doncic. Like, yeah, the triple-double is such a big thing now. These guys are all out for it. Yeah, but – Jimmy but I totally forgot that Jimmy Butler and Carfrey Towns used to be teammates and they had beef. He saw the other night Jimmy Butler and Carfrey Towns got a little shouting out, a, sh- a shouting match right there. Anthony Edwards trying to play it off, but but you still see like these two former teammates hate each other. So, Austin, your thoughts about saying that? I don't know. It kind of brings me joy, but not that they hate each other. It it brings some. Bring some intensity back in the NBA. Like nowadays, like everyone is friends and no one fights. Only like two people do. Okay, like Marcus Morris and like Patrick Beverly. But everyone else is like they're all friends with each other. And I don't think that's very good for the show of the league. Or like Yeah. It we need to it needs to bring some more good old fashioned rivalries. Yeah. We don't have any rivalries in the NBA. Except like Clippers versus Lakers. Not even so much though. Like, yeah, like it, it's all historical rivalries. Like nothing is really intense. Yeah. Yeah. Like the rivalry we were supposed to get, it just it just got ruined because like oh for example, oh like last time it was like actual rivals like Cleveland versus Golden State when it was in the finals for like the next past five years. So and then. And it was supposed to be, oh, it was supposed to be uh, Oklahoma versus Golden State, but, you know, Kevin Durant left. So, it wasn't really much of a rivalry after that. But hmm. I'm thinking about another one. Uh, Pete versus – No, those Pete. teams were great, though. The ones where KD came back to the – came back to the Thunder or, oh, you yeah. know, the first few times when Russell Westbrook and, like, his guys were going up against KD and the, the stacked Warriors. Those games were great. Mm-hmm. Those were must-watch television at that point. Those were like one like week of rivalries. There's nothing really. There's like the rivalries only lasted for like a week, and everyone was over it again. I feel like. But still, they they had some intense moments in those games where like oh, yeah, someone would get fouled hard or something, or Katie and Russ would go at each other. Yeah, and I really miss those moments about like the NBA, like OKC fans like booing as soon as Kevin Durant got the ball. Yeah. Hey. But um, it's it's the NBA anyway. These guys don't want to fight. They do, they don't fight in the NBA. Like the the worst it'll get is like this Jimmy Butler Carl Anthony Towns shouting slash shoving match and stuff like that. Yeah, and like uh, I think it was like an actual fight it was like when Joel and Carl Towns got in on the yeah. got in the wrestling match and you know Benson put Carl Towns in a chokehold too. So this this actually throws me back to. Jimmy Butler coming to the Sixers from the Timberwolves because he was just – he just didn't like the Timberwolves at all. There was sort of a losing mentality because they'd always been losers and uh, nobody really seemed to care except for him. So when he came to Philadelphia and we went on that magical run 
it's just that throws me back to a special time there. Yeah. Yeah, but you guys got any baseball news? Well, the Phillies have won five straight, and they're leading the NL East uh, right now. And it's it seems like for their starting pitching, they're starting to get like a a a, a top three that's really good. Uh, Zach Wheeler has a two eight ERA. Aaron Nola also has a two eight ERA, and. Zach Wheeler, uh, Zach Eflin is like mid mid three RA, so we're kind of getting like a three headed monster at the top of our starting rotation. And then of course, the bats are starting to go too. The other night we had uh, we just beat the Braves twelve to two last night. So yeah, that's really impressive, especially when we're going against pretty much an all star team. Right, they're a good team. Uh, so. We're going to be hard to beat when our offense is clicking like that. And it was all the way through the lineup. It was from one to eight. Oduble at eight hit a three-run bomb. Yeah. One person that needs to leave, though, is Vince Velasquez. Oh, my. Yeah. <sighs> he, gets me, he gets me very upset. I hate watching him. I hate watching him because he'll be good for four innings or something and then just, you know, it starts with a walk or whatever and then a bomb and then – it just completely collapses for him. Yeah, and, for example, him a, now. and he keeps teasing us. He'll come back and he'll get like a good – he'll get like a six innings, one run allowed start. And then the next time he'll let up like five in three innings or whatever. Yeah, right now he's shutting out the Braves three to zero right now. But it's the fourth inning. If I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look back on this in like 20 minutes is we're going to be losing seven to three. Wait for him to implode. But if we win six in a row, this is, getting to, this is starting to be a streak here. Yeah, we're getting in. We just got to hope that when our cold streak hits, it's not too late for the playoffs. Like, we're not in, going into the playoffs. Just that, that thing just doesn't happen like it always does. We're late season. We get cold, and we miss the playoffs, and we end up around, like, 500. Yeah. Yeah, we always get this Phillies hype in the beginning of the season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. I'm excited for this team, man. I'm excited. You know, I've been trying to, like, get into a little baseball, softball action, like, wherever it is. But I saw I saw on TV that uh, Oklahoma State baseball was playing. I saw I watched a little bit of that before I left the hotel. And then I, I was just watching softball. You know, that was pretty fun. I saw – it was like the Big 12 championship game, Oklahoma State versus Oklahoma. So, it was a good one. So, we was down 6-2, seven inning. So – Someone hit a home run, 6-3. So, and then we get all the bases loaded, zero out. So, I think, I'm like, oh, someone's going to hit a home run. Oh, tie the game up. We win the chip, like like, like that, because we have the 1-0 lead in the, in the series. And they, play, they play best of three, so. Hey, you want to be a baseball fan? Don't support the Dodgers. It's First of all, it's too easy. They'll win 100 games every year. Second of all, you're never going to be able to watch their games because they start at 10 o'clock Eastern time most days. I, I watch the Phillies almost every day when I can because their 7 o'clock starts or 4 o'clock starts are on a Sunday. It's a 1 o'clock start. Baseball is local. You know, I feel like more than any other sport, it's local. I don't really care about what's going on with the Padres or whatever, and I can't name too many players from certain teams around the league. I would struggle to name, you know, if you ask me Mariners players or whatever. But it, it's local, and I can name you every single player on the Phillies roster. Group like podcast trip to a Phillies game. Take it to like 20 bucks. Oh, do you want to go? Yeah, I am so down. Oh, that'd be <laughs> awesome. I'd be so down for that. Yeah, I get my, I get my second dose when I come back, so I'll be ready to go. Yeah, we'll get we'll turn Manny into a Phillies fan. You officially denounced being a Dodgers fan. You are now a Phillies fan. Manny, right, I'm an Oklahoma City Dodgers fan. I'm gonna go to. Oklahoma. It's too easy to be a Dodgers fan. It is too easy. This, um, you know, I get to be proud of when the Phillies have success. We have the second longest drought in the MLB. Playoff drought. We may if we make the playoffs this year, it will mean something. If the Dodgers come anything short of a World Series, it's a disappointment. It's no fun. We got Robin against the Astros anyway. So. Oh, 
Yeah, um, but you got your World Series. You can't even be mad now. Well, you can still be mad. Yeah, but Can you to the next topic. Okay. So the Champions League and Europa League is now set for the Europa League is Manchester United versus uh, Villa. Valencia or Villarreal. 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 Thank you. And that'll be on Wednesday, May 26th. And then Champions League will be this Wednesday, May 14th. Uh, it'll be Manchester City versus Chelsea. So, guess what's your thoughts about this? Because we saw yesterday, we saw Chelsea law, uh, Chelsea beat Manchester City in a regular Premier League game. So, yeah, but on the, I mean, Manchester City, I don't know uh, what kind of a lineup they played there to rest guys or whatnot because they had the the game midweek. Both teams had the game midweek in the Champions League, so they probably both rested guys yesterday um, or today. But you know, there's a reason that Man City is the team that's leading the Premier League. They're 16 points clear of Chelsea, actually, which is a lot of points for those of you don't who don't know. And, you know, they're already confirmed champions of the Premier League. So Manchester City is the better team on the whole. And they have the better coach. Uh, I mean, they both have fantastic coaching, both these teams. But Pep Guardiola is, is renowned as the best coach in the world. And, and, and the game today, I'm looking at it now. Chelsea only won in the last minute. So, But I see Manchester City winning this Champions League final. And for the Europa League final, I really hope that Manchester United loses because I just don't like Manchester United, their ownership, how they do things. Um, and their fans aren't too happy in their club either. They got the game canceled the other day because they stormed the stadium. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand that. You know, but... So my predictions will be Man City winning the Champions League, Villarreal winning the Europa League. I, I don't want to see Manchester City winning it because, you know, uh, my younger brother is a Man City fan, so but, I would I I would normally I don't root for Manchester City ever really because they're kind of a money club and they don't have too much history, but they have a rich owner and their history is more recent since they got their money. But uh, I just see them winning this game. I just don't see Chelsea winning this game. I think they've been a little bit lucky in their run. Yeah, it looks like Manchester City's gonna win the uh, Premier League too with the. Cause oh, it's confirmed. Played. It's confirmed. They're 13 points ahead with three games. It's impossible for them to lose now. Yeah. So, I for me, I just want Chelsea to win and Manchester United to win because like I like United. So, me and my dad's rooting for United. So. Mhm. So, yeah, I, I'm assuming Austin doesn't know anything about this. So. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> what he said. And yeah. we don't usually talk about hockey here, but you know, uh big incident happened with Washington Capitals player Tom Wilson. Uh guy he's like you know, Tom Wilson, he's like the guy he always gets in the fights. He's like one of my favorite players in the Capitals. Uh and this fight he got someone injured, so he's in the guy was out for a couple games. And then Tom then owner, you know. You know, James Dolan, so you already know about him. So, owner of the Rangers, James Dolan, came out saying, oh, man, they, the league should have spent him for, like, a week or two. Uh, he should get fined a lot of money. Like, he, this is bad for the sport. And then the Rangers and the Capitals still have to play each other next game. So, next game, not as soon as the puck dropped, we got five people fighting on the ice. They're playing each other again? Huh? Or no, you're talking about what just happened. Okay. Oh, yeah, this like this already happened. This already happened. So I assume the puck dropped. There's four or five people fighting on the on the ice. Uh, there was like at one point in the game, there were six people in the penalty box. Uh, and that's a lot. If you got if you guys watch hockey and that was yeah, a fun picture actually. <laughs> and you know the Capitals came out winning, beating the Rangers because like I'm pretty sure the Rangers aren't really a good team anyway, so. I haven't really paid attention to hockey that much, so. Yeah, I watched a lot on this because I was actually interested. I was like, why the heck would they all drop the gloves right at the start of the game? But Tom Wilson did a real cheap shot the game before, and I watched a lot on this. And then he didn't get the suspension that they were hoping for. He didn't get suspension at all, actually. So they had to take it into their own hands and 
it wasn't just at the start of the game where they dropped the gloves. There were more and more fights throughout the game. Mm-hmm. I respect that about hockey. They call each other out, and they're and everybody's they're down for it. They're ready to fight. But in basketball, they're just any other sport really, basketball and baseball. They're just posers. Like they'll get up next to each other, put their put their foreheads together or whatever, but they're not gonna fight. They'll push each other, but they're not gonna fight. Uh, pretty sure that's all we have for today. Let me just now see the triple double triple double update right here. Uh, oh, and Austin, by the way, I was I'm checking in on the Phillies game. Two base runners on now for Vince Velasquez, one out. So it could be the start of these. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he does well. But. Okay. I'm just going to basically confirm it here because Russell Westbrook has 21 points, 10 rebounds, but nine assists, but it's only the third quarter. So he's playing for the Wizards. You might not get that other assist. And, uh, he had, and Bradley Beal's cooking. He'll up. force it. He'll literally force it. He'll just let the shot cock drain down and then dip it off to some teammate until they make a shot. Mm-hmm. Or he'll be on a fast break and he'll just dish it off to someone just to get the assist. That's what he's like. Yeah, but so I'm just gonna I'm gonna base confirm right here. Russell Westbrook got the got the tie the record. So this would be very funny if he doesn't get it. <laughs> It'll be really awkward, really really awkward. But you know, we'll talk about more of that when he breaks the record or when he ties the record, whatever happens after this podcast. We'll talk about that later in the next podcast, and hopefully I'll be back in Pennsylvania. So so I don't want to hear. I hear a dude the screaming. I hear a dude randomly scream like, "Wah!" Like start screaming like a jungle man. So I I couldn't hear that, but <laughs> yeah, but he's no, it's nice. No, I got. Let's see the view. Oh wow, what a view! What a view! Yeah, but that's pretty much all we have for the podcast. Hopefully, next podcast we have. Uh, Will back, and we'll be talking about the NFL schedule because the NFL schedule comes out on Wednesday, so we'll be talking about that. And and that's probably be around like the, when the playoff tournament playing tournament will start soon. So, uh, you guys, got anything else to say? Follow yep. us on TikTok. You know, guess is TikTok famous now. So, I've always been TikTok famous. Yeah, and then uh, follow us on Instagram and. I'm pretty sure that's all. Uh, Russell Russick's top five point guard of all time.